MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm one half of your hosting team. I'm in Vegas. The other half is Josh Applebaum out in Boston. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Thursday, my man. I got to tell you, New England, we're getting Celtics fever out here, <laughs> Pritch. Bet. The Celtics are, are hot right now. Yeah. We talked about yesterday, you know, uh, again, the Celtics being in that fade the trendy dog spot where they're only getting about 40% of bets. Obviously, they get down early, but this is the beauty of betting. You get down early, you're never dead, Pritch. When you're up big, you're never safe. Right. For the Celtics, really incredible comeback there, down 17 points. Uh, I couldn't believe, you know, they covered the number as well. I was just hoping the money line would come through, mm-hmm. but just goes to show you the Celtics, a team to be reckoned with right now, Pritch. Their number, their updated stats here, the Celtics are plus 260 to win the East. Now second best odds, only trailing Milwaukee, who leads at plus 210. And now Milwaukee has an injury to Middleton, just like the Suns have an injury to Booker. Celtics are now plus 600 to win the NBA title. That's the fourth best odds behind Phoenix, Golden State, and Milwaukee. Now they're up to minus 350 on the series price. So, uh, Pritch, it's spring in New England, and the Stelts are, are in the conversation for a title contender. I'm feeling good out in Boston. Oh, well, to say that you guys aren't feeling good in Boston is an understatement because you just outlined a path to victory right there for the Boston Celtics. And so we're going to go more in depth on these futures because we have to. Uh, developments are happening in both conferences, Josh. Uh, but getting to that game, uh, recapping it real quick, I mean, certainly the money line situation was something that you were interested in. Uh, it was a nice effort right there to see the Celtics uh, kind of come from behind right there. I, I think the Nets are in trouble in terms of uh, lack of physical nature on the floor. 
uh, and creating separation. Uh, you can factor in all these other excuses too, like Kyrie not eating and all this stuff and KD not shooting well. But uh, the Celtics are taking it to the Nets. Uh, and a lot has to happen for the Nets to, in my opinion, uh, to certainly have their chances be extended. Because I'm not saying the Celtics are going to sweep the Nets, but right now the Celtics are making this thing look kind of easy the second game. Now, I don't want to overreact, right? I don't want to have this recency bias. Uh, the series doesn't start until the home team loses. Uh, but from what I'm seeing from the Nets, uh, in particular in the fourth quarter, from two of those great players, uh, that's just not going to cut it against this Celtics team. Yeah, so I think, you know, if you're a Nets fan, I think you take a little bit from the fact that, hey, like Durant and Kyrie, they didn't have a great statistical performance. And obviously you're up in the game and, you know, Brown early on, uh, Bruce Brown, not Jalen Brown, mm -hmm. really got that team going out to an early lead. But I think with the Celtics, like game one, you know, you fly close to the sun, Pritch. If you see like, hey, we could have lost this thing. You have a buzzer beater. It goes a bunch of different directions. Like, remember, I think it was Virginia Tech in college basketball where they sneak in and win their tournament. And then they get hot and win a couple rounds in March Madness. Like the Celtics, you know, almost losing with Jalen, with um, uh, Jason Tatum, that put back to win game one. Now they're down big in game two and come back. It just feels like the Nets are kind of giving them. It's almost like a boxing match, Pritch. The Nets are giving them their best shot. The, helps, the Celtics are just rope-a-dope like classic Muhammad Ali, and then they come back at you and start to storm storm away and cover these numbers. So now we're going to go to Brooklyn, Pritch. You know, one system that I would look at, you know, we have a few days here until the next game, but it's going to be at Brooklyn. The Nets are around a three-and-a-half-point favorite here for game three. But keep an eye out. There's a match tonight. There's a match that, that cashed uh, last night here when you're down 0-2. Coming back home, that first quarter number, that first half number, you saw it uh, cash there with the Raptors last night. There's a match tonight here, and then there's going to be a match on the Nets in that game one to see if they come out blazing there. That's really a wise guy system that's cashed at a pretty decent rate over the last decade or yeah, so. Yeah, think about the length for the Celtics, too, because, I mean, the Nets can't even penetrate and get close to the rim for high-percentage shots, uh, let alone knock them down from the outside. And so Stat Muse on Twitter, I'm sure everybody have seen, has seen this, uh, KD with Tatum as a primary defender because I want to highlight Jay, uh, Tatum here. Uh, just eight points, two or three, uh, two or thirteen. Excuse me, fifteen percent field goal percentage. Um, o for three from three point range too. Uh, so clearly KD is frustrated, um, maybe worn down even uh, because of the fact that he's had to carry this uh, basketball team. And then Kyrie uh, going through some stuff, uh, whether it was his diet because of fasting or not, but. Uh, I'm looking for a better effort for the Nets, certainly at home. But what about the fact that Tatum has stepped up on both ends of the court? And, and I think that's a significant factor because we know the Celtics can score to get balance, enough balance on that offense. It's a huge factor, Pritch. So really, this is what kind of, you know, got the Celtics to this point with that epic turnaround where mm -hmm. for about two years, they're about a 500 team. They were very maddening here. Now they've really turned a corner. And to me, it's locking in on defense. That's what Ime Udoka right. really has done a great job this year of getting the buy-in. Like in coaching, Pritch, you know, I think NFL can make the biggest difference. Basketball probably makes the least difference because a lot of times, you know, the talent will win out. But I think that's the mark of a good coach to get your players to buy in, to dig in on defense. That's what uh, Udoka is doing right now. Now, I don't know if the Celtics are going to sweep. I expect the Nets to, you know, win a couple games mm -hmm. here. Like, I'm looking at the uh, exact outcome here, and you still have seven games as the favorite at plus 180. Right. Uh, six games is plus 260, plus 265. A sweep is plus 400. So I think the Nets, you're going to get their best shot. I think they're going to maybe get back into the series a little bit. But I think if you're the Celtics, you want to get this thing over as quickly as possible. That way you can have some lag time between this series and the next series and give Robert Williams even more time to bounce back for the next round. There you go. Time Lord.
right there, right? <laughs> uh, you know, the 76ers are on track to sweep uh, Toronto, uh, not laying it, not playing that uh, uh, particular situation at all. Uh, you can go out to four and five games, this plus 175. We'll see what happens right there. But looking ahead for the next round for the 76ers uh, as they take care of business against the Raptors. But let's get to the significant news from the Eastern Conference, and that's Middleton going down with the MCL sprain uh, as the Bucks lose to Chicago. 114-110, uh, and the only upset right there when you think about that, Josh, is favorites. You've highlighted this. Favorites have uh, been doing a great job straight up. Uh, but now that the series is tied, I mean, we were thinking that this could be a sweep. This could go seven now, uh, depending on the significant injury to Milton. Yeah, and I think that's what makes betting these series prices so difficult, Pritch, because how could you not like the Bucks? Were they plus 175 for the sweep there? But now you got an injury to Middleton. The Bulls uh, played great and, and you know, win that game outright. There's been very few dogs here who have won at all and really had covered it all. So if you look at, you know, the other two games, Celtics cover as a favorite. Uh, the Sixers cover by that Embiid three there at the end, which killed me on my plus two bridge <laughs> yeah. for the Raptors. Uh, but it just goes to show you how one injury can really affect these lines because, you know, look at the next game here. Milwaukee's only laying, what, two and a half on the road at the Bulls. Mm -hmm. I think the easiest, the, you know, the obvious thing would be, hey, lay the points. Even with no Middleton, they're a good team. But I wouldn't be so uh, sure here. I think you might be in for a bit of a longer series at this point. You know, the series price now is bucks minus 250. Pritch, weren't the Bucks minus 3,000, you know, early on? Or, you know, there was a ridiculous number here. So, uh, again, Giannis is going to have to step up. Obviously, uh, you know, your holiday there, your role players. But this is going to be a tougher series than you think. And the Bulls really showed you something. And, Pritch, I had an epic sweat on that under. I had under 225. <laughs> it lands 224. Another, you know, case of how good the odds makers are. But thank God you didn't get that one last bucket late. The under did cash. And now unders are, I believe, now 16 and 7 in the playoffs. 70% to the under. Yeah, you have to get those right numbers. We always talk about that on the program. But let's get back to the Middleton news because of um, Jeff Stotts, a great guy on Twitter to follow, a great follow, to be honest with you, um, in street clothes. I mean, it's amazing uh, that the information can be out there this quickly in terms of uh, the degree of sprain, uh, recovery rates as well. I mean, go. he highlights uh, Kevin Durant and his MCL situation and how many games he missed. Uh, now, depending on the degree of sprain for Middleton, uh, we're talking a significant amount of time. Uh, I mean, 17 days perhaps, right? Uh, and I've had an MCL sprain, and I was out, uh, I want to say, close to four and a half weeks uh, before I returned and still was okay. It wasn't the same until maybe midway point of the season. It happened to me in training camp. But we're talking about the playoffs here too, Josh. So I want to get to the futures and look ahead a little bit. Um, and I don't know if we should do that as better or not. That's why I'm going to ask the question to you because think about the matchup if it's Boston and Chicago uh, and it's Philly-Miami uh, in the next round. I mean, right now the Bucks, like you mentioned, is plus 210, the Eastern Conference. The Celtics at plus 260. Uh, the Heat, uh, if Miami is to prevail, I mean, we'll see, plus 375 uh, right there. And the 76 is plus 550. Are, are those prices something that you're going to take a look at right now, knowing about these injuries that are happening right now? So I don't want to be a homo here, Pritch. I'm going to sound <laughs> like one, but I think the path is really opening here for the Celtics because, you know, number one, you're going into it saying, hey, you know, even though it's a two versus seven, we're scared of a little bit uh, of the Nets here with just respecting their talent, the whole Kyrie, you know, factor here, Durant, you never want to, you know, bet against Durant. 
But if you can get past the Nets, you're up 2-0, you're feeling good, but don't get too cocky here. These series can really, really shift on a dime. So if the Celtics can take care of business and you knock off the Nets, and then I don't know if Milwaukee is going to lose this series, Pritch. As we mentioned, they're down to minus 250, but mm -hmm. now you have a lot of adversity here. Missing Chris Middleton, which, as you mentioned with that timetable, he's probably going to be done this the rest of this series. You're asking for him to really come back for next series here. If somehow they get knocked off, then now you have this injury to Booker out in the West. The, the, really, the 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 you know the seas are parting here for the Celtics to make an opportunity you know to go deep here. So they're plus what do we say uh, plus six hundred win the NBA title. I could be intrigued by that. I think we're looking at you know Celtics possibly Heat, Celtics possibly Sixers. But I think really the the, the the you know the breaks are going the Celtics way, and that's what you need, Pritch. Not only to be playing your best basketball, but get a couple lucky breaks along the way, and that's what's ha what's happening as long as they can stay healthy. Yeah, I mean staying healthy is key for sure. They're deep though; they're good rotation right now. But uh, we saw that with the Suns last year, uh, as the path to the uh, Western Conference or certainly to the Finals, NBA Finals happen in front of the Suns too, right? Yeah, exactly. And now you're going to see what really the Suns are made of because, you know, missing Booker, you're already looking at the next game here, Pritch. I mean, the Suns are only laying a point on the road at the Pelicans or minus one and a half. That's a really short number. And the Pelicans, I wouldn't sleep on them. Now the series goes home. You had a winner. Now you're 1-1. Pelicans are playing with a lot of house money. All the pressure is now on the Suns, you know, to overcome this injury to Booker in advance. So, Again, I'll give the Suns credit. We saw them lose Chris Paul at a mm -hmm. big portion of the regular season, Pritch. They rolled without him, and it gave a lot of these other players a lot of time. But now you're missing Booker. Uh, He's really the you know your number one player here. It's going to be tough for the Suns moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Suns uh, and the Bucks. Uh, those two teams were in the finals last year. Okay, everybody, it's time to get into Betham Gym, uh, M Gym Nevada, the sports uh, premier sports betting app. Betham Gym is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boost odds specials, and much more. Just visit BetamGym.com for terms and condition. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? 1-800-522-47. Zero, zero. Okay, coming up on the program, uh, we go into the NFL draft. Uh, some odds for cornerback. That's coming up next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN is all in for the draft coming up next week here in Las Vegas. We have a special draft preview show this Sunday at 6 p.m. Tim Murray and Sean King will break down all the first round prospects and props. Experts, including legendary broadcaster Brent Musburger, former NFL GM Michael Lombardi, and former NFL lineman and TV host. Mike Golick and Mike Golick Jr. rejoin the program. VEASAN's draft previews special is this Sunday at 6 p.m. exclusively on VEASAN. Uh, and don't forget to download our NFL draft betting guide featuring best bets, mock drafts, and everything you need to score big this draft season. Download it today for just $10. Go to VEASAN.com draft for more information. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. Josh, I don't know where you are with smoke screens right now, but I, I mean, they're all over the place. And I'm, I'm trying to factor in the, the cornerback or defensive back market into all the smoke screens because we have odds. Uh, for instance, overs, uh, totals here for when these guys get selected, uh, selected. Uh, Ahmad Gardner, sauce, uh, five and a half right there, minus 115 both ways uh, for him being selected. Stingley. Like, how high will this guy go? I mean, there's rumors all about this uh, player. Uh, if he would have came out his freshman year, kind of like Trevor Lawrence, he would have been a high draft cho- a choice, maybe a top two pick, right? Uh, since his pro day, I guess he's climbing the boards. But I'm one to think that that's a smokescreen uh, because I'm one to be- believe that the league doesn't think that there's shutdown corners. Like, if you're a defensive coordinator, would you try to take away one wide receiver or would you try to impact a quarterback and impact the entire offense by getting an edge player? 
You see what I'm saying? And I think that's where the value in certainly the National Football League has been heading uh, with these edge players and teaming up, kind of bookending the defensive line situation. We saw that with the Rams, and they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, you're totally right, Pritch. So, again, you know, uh, are there those Revis guys out there that you're going to, you know, go up high in the draft to get? You know, Gardner's obviously the guy that gets a lot of play here is from a smaller program like Cincinnati, but there's some kind of stat, Pritch, like you didn't give up a touchdown in like over two years or some crazy number like that. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, a uh, really competitive guy. He's got the height, the weight that you look for. So, it's five and a half. I would lean a little bit to the under. You know, it's minus 115 under. Some books I've seen around minus 120. So, you're kind of in that conversation as maybe an early round pick. To me, Stingley's the interesting one because based on what the odds makers are telling you, he's going to maybe be a top 10 pick. Now, is that a smokescreen or not? You know, you'll oftentimes see these prop bets really move based on media reports and based on, you know, what's what's going on in Twitter and, you know, kind of people in the know, what they're saying behind the scenes. So the fact that Stingley ran a really fast 40 and, you know, he was a high pick to begin with, tailed off, you know, had a bunch of injury plague seasons here. You're kind of maybe buying low on him because, as you mentioned, Pritch, this guy's probably a top five pick, you know, after his freshman year. So that under 10 and a half is minus 130. That tells me there's some liability there to the under. I would lean a little bit Stingley under, but the one that I really like, Pritch, as a defensive back is Kyle Hamilton over. Hamilton's a guy uh, who you read about quite a bit as, you know, got the size, got the, the height and the weight, but doesn't really have the speed. And safety, to your point, Pritch, maybe you can elaborate on this, mm -hmm. is a position that is kind of maybe getting phased out in terms of its importance. You know, it's not as important being, you know, your Jamal Adams guy or your Rodney Harrison's anymore. Safety isn't as big as maybe corners and, you know, your edge rushers. So at 10 and a half, the over on Hamilton from Notre Dame is over minus 150. I bet Hamilton over 10 and a half at minus 150. I think he goes 11 or higher. But to your point, Pritch, is safety a position that, you know, in today's NFL, maybe not as important as it was five, ten years ago? Well, in today's NFL, they're actually using three safeties, um, <laughs> you know, two linebackers now. Uh, a lot of times those hybrid guys, they call them hybrid players, uh, and you'll see them out there uh, performing safety duties or, uh, in fact, linebacking positions. I'd be curious about this guy and that total. You said you bet the over because it was juiced to the over with him. Yeah, that's right. So Hamilton, yeah. I'm looking at the over here. Commanders were linked, I think 11 okay. here, but really also look at the market too, Pritch, like play these props off each other. This is something that we've talked about quite a bit, but like if the 10 and a half, you know, uh, or, or for Hamilton is juiced up over, well, what are his odds to be a top 10 pick? What are his odds to be, you know, uh, top 20? There are different ways to kind of play these props off each other. Mm -hmm. But again, I think the run's going to be early. You know, a lot of these offensive linemen, these edge guys, I think safety to me, based on the juice price, could be a little bit devalued. Maybe see Hamilton, you know, 11 or higher. Okay, let's throw darts here. So Detroit, they selected Akuda. He hasn't really seen the field, uh, and so they're picking two. Are they going to go defensive back and perhaps try to hit that under with Sauce Gardner? I, I, I don't, I don't think they should. Uh, but you never know. It's Detroit, right? Uh, Stingley Jr. Um, in terms of where he could go, perhaps you got the Jets with two uh, uh, top 10 picks. Uh, that would be interesting uh, right there. Certainly Atlanta. I mean, it's some other teams out there that perhaps could go that route if they think those players are, are that significant. But, again, just talking to defensive coordinators, talking to a lot of people uh, around the league and in the league, be honest with you, Josh, disrupting the quarterback is more vital than trying to lock down one receiver because you can lock down one receiver. Okay, what about the other two that are – outstanding players, you know, or, or running backs that are outstanding players. The matchup game, uh, you, you kind of take your ability to be disruptive unless you are coming off the edge from an edge standpoint. Uh, so highlighting edge player, I think the Jets could go edge player if there's one on the board at four. 
I think it's a great point by you, Pritch, because think about it. You know, if you have a lockdown corner, that's great. But if you have a really good pass rush, then your cornerbacks don't have to be right. as locked down because you're going to get to the quarterback quicker. Therefore, you devote a lot of your, you know, your resources, whether it's draft capital, trades, free agency to the edge guys. It'll make your defensive backs look a little bit better because there's less time for these quarterbacks to get the ball out. Now, to me, you know, Stingley and the Jets makes a little bit of sense because you also got to think about these teams in their division, what mm -hmm. they're going to want to do. Like you're going to have to face Mac Jones for probably the next five to 10 years of the Pats, Josh Allen. Now two of the jury's out, but they load up on wide receivers. I could see, you know, a situation where the jets say, Hey, we, let's improve our defensive secondary to maybe compete with these quarterbacks in our con in our division. But I'll say Pritch to me, the wild card is Kayvon Thibodeau going second overall. Now he was a guy who was, you know, really high marks coming in early on. He struggled a little bit, had some injuries. There's questions about motivation, but he's one of the guys with, you know, what are we a week away from the draft less than that? Or what is it a week from today, Pritch? A week from today. Over the a week from today. Yeah. Last week has seen a ton of steam to Kayvon Thibodeau going second overall. He was plus 250 to start the week. He's down to plus hundred. He's even money to go mm -hmm. second overall. So I think if, you know, we think the way the odds are, are telling us, you know, if, if Hutchinson's number one, you know, Walker was the guy over the last month that had a big rise, but he's tailed off a bit here. If Hutchinson goes one and then you're looking at Detroit number two and the guy in their own neighborhood is off the board, this is Thibodeau your second guy here. The really the movement is telling you that Thibodeau could be your second overall pick. Yeah. How about that? Uh, speaking about how about that? Talking about creating a market for yourself, Debo Samuel has created a market for sure. A lot of people with all these rumors now uh, and opinions about where Debo is going to go. I guess the Chiefs uh, may be identified as a possible landing spot from a trade standpoint, but we'll know. We'll see. We'll, we'll wait and see. I think the draft is going to be highly intriguing because the Chiefs have two uh, first-round picks there. Uh, but identifying the Chiefs' first-round pick, their odds, though, wide receiver uh, is plus 120. Right now, even though with the rumors of Debo, uh, defensive lineman edge is plus 300, uh, defensive back is plus 400. So the favorite for the Chiefs, uh, even with these rumors for Debo, plus 124 wide receiver. So first off, Pritch, can you imagine if the Chiefs lose Tyreek Hill and then turn around and trade multiple <laughs> picks to get Debo Samuel? Because of the I picks mean, they acquired for trading Tyreek Hill? Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. They have the capital. But then you think about, even though, you know, a lot of people like the, you know, is the cap real? Is it fake? You know, how do these teams fit all their, you know, like the Rams? How do mm -hmm. they fit all these guys, like Bobby Wagner included, under the cap? Well, you know, if you can't pay Tyreek Hill, Debo is younger and more versatile. Maybe he would command the same amount of money. So even though you have the resources, I don't know if you have the money to actually sign him and put him under the cap. Well, real quick, real quick, it, yeah. it's not that they can't pay somebody. They just won't. So I want to get that <laughs> clear to the audience right now. Like when teams make those decisions, they just don't want to pay you. They can. They just don't want to. It's like my Patriots, Pritch. Like we finally have a, a you know a quarterback on a rookie deal, but yet they don't want to spend money. And the mm. other, they can, but Belichick <laughs> right. doesn't want to. That's right. a great distinction by you. I would just say, in terms of you know, you're going to get a lot of these props of you know who what, each team, what will they take, and the positions will be you know different uh, different odds here. It makes a lot of sense that they're going to need a wide receiver after losing Tyree Kill and uh, who is it, Demarcus Robinson, Pritch to uh, who is it, the, uh, the Raiders. The Raiders. Yeah, so they need a wide receiver, but I would be a little careful because they have two first round picks at the late end of the draft. What if you get, you know, your wide receiver with your second, you know, your later first round pick, but yet your, your but yet your early first round pick, you know, is an edge rusher or a defensive back. I just think it gets complicated. Like if they only had one pick in the first round, you know, still the odds makers are telling you wide receiver plus 120 is the more likely position that they'll go. Mm -hmm. But I think the fact that they have two first round picks kind of at the same spot tail end of the draft 
that complicates this a little bit. You may end up drafting a wide receiver in the first round, but it may be your second first round pick not, or your second, not your first first round pick. Yeah, you know, everything is focused on the offense for the Chiefs, but their defense is in repair mode uh, right now, too. Uh, you know, you still have Frank Clark up there and, and Chris Jones, but maybe you need some help in, uh, in stopping people. Uh, stopping the run in particular and getting after the passer too. And so staying healthy, maybe some more depth uh, with those one of those two first-round picks uh, right there for the Chiefs. That could be in order as well. It could be. And again, look at your division, Pritch. You have the, the Raiders loading right. up here with Carr and you know, bringing in Devontae Adams. Now McDaniels is the coach out there, offensive-minded guy. Obviously, your Broncos now have Russell Wilson. Uh, you can't forget about Herbert there in in uh, in in, uh, in in the Chargers. Mm -hmm. So maybe you do look at your defense, saying, "Hey, Mahomes will keep it going here. He's a good player." But maybe we got to load up on defense to stop these other teams in our division. Yeah, disrupt the quarterback uh, again. You can try to lock down a, a receiver half the field or even a quarter of the field, but man, affect that quarterback. You affect the entire offense. Okay, Josh, we got to get back to the NBA. Let's see if we can make some money uh, with these playoff games. It's coming up next. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by Betham Jim. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, the NBA, let's start with Dallas and Utah. Uh, Woj, significant pessimism about Luka right now. Game time decision, we kind of knew that, right? He's got to go through a workout and figure out, okay, can he play with that calf strain? Uh, and certainly, is he going to re-aggravate it? Uh, and so, I think that's where the Mavs are at right now with Luka. Love to have him for this game, but let's not re-aggravate it if we can get more time. Uh, so they bought time, I believe, with that win uh, in this series right now tied up. Where are you going with this game? Uh, the number has ticked up, though. I'm looking at seven and a half now uh, for Utah, 208 and a half, 209 as well uh, for the total. Yeah, in terms of series price here, Pritch, you know, looking at a 1-1 series tie, Mavericks had a big win their last game. Remember, that was kind of a line freeze where they're getting five points. Despite, you know, heavy betting on Utah, the line stayed where it was at, told us there was some liability on the Mavs. They're now plus 185 to win the series. Jazz are minus 225. Now, it's funny, Woj, too, also, like, in the draft, you know how if you're on Twitter, he'll always, like, tell you the next pick, but he won't say, you know, the Celtics are drafting player X. He'll say, I'm hearing that they're really interested in player X at this, <laughs> you know, 17 overall. So the fact that he's saying, like, there's a lot of pessimism here mm -hmm. for Doncic to play tonight tells me he's not going to play, basically. So yeah. this is kind of interesting. Like, early on, you saw a move down to the Dallas Mavericks. Like, uh, the Jazz opened lane seven and a half. Maybe this was uh, optimism in the morning that Doncic may play. Got all the way down to six and a half. But then at minus six and a half, whether it was probably, you know, really tied here to the Doncic news that he's going to probably miss the game. But there was a ton of steam that hit the Jazz minus six and a half to bring it back up to seven and a half now. And I see some shops that are juiced up like they may even go to eight. 
Now, early on, I saw the Mavs as kind of a you know trendy pick here to bet against. Like when I woke up and we get the data from BetMGM, Pritch, you're looking at around uh, 60% of bets on the Mavericks plus the points. So, yeah. right, automatically, my antenna goes up. And if we're getting a contrarian favorite, you know, getting 40% or less of bets, kind of like the Celtics, to me, it was maybe a buy low spot on the Jazz. Now, to me, I think you missed the number. The 6.5 was really kind of that sharp triggering number. At 7.5, even now 8, it's kind of a layoff for me. I like the over initially. It opened, I think, around like 208.5, got up to 210.5. But now that's gone as well with no Doncic. It's all the way back down to now 208.5 or 208. So uh, I'm stuck at a really bad over 210.5 right now, Pritch. I'm just going to stick with that. Maybe I'll get lucky on that one. Obviously, this late move is not in my favor. I'm going to lose to the closing line on that one. But this is kind of a layaway for me. I just... When you're automatic, I just see a lot of trendy Maverick love out there, mm-hmm. and I'd be careful. I think without Doncic and this line going back to the Jazz, in a, in a, in a playoffs where the uh, where the favorites have done so well, Pritch, favorites are now 16-7 and seven ATS, 70%. Uh, I'd lean a little bit Jazz, but this is going to be a no play for me on the spread. Okay, can the Mavs do what they did at home with uh, Utah on the road in terms of break down their defense, extend it? Uh, make them uncomfortable, knock down 22 (laughs) three-pointers. I mean, that's not going to happen again. I'm not going to rely on that from an over standpoint. Uh, But I'm looking at Utah being able to execute too, though, against that improved Mavs defense. Something we talked about over the last several weeks down the stretch of the season, the Mavs defense really stepped up. And and again, duplicating that kind of performance at home is one thing. Uh, Then doing it on the road uh, in this environment in Utah is going to be another, uh, certainly. But I'm... I don't want to lay it with the Jazz. I am looking at maybe this game going over, though, uh, even though it's at 209 now. Yeah, now, Pritch, if you're going to get it on the over, you're getting yeah. a much better number yeah. than I got right. here. So, you know, you're getting, if you can find an over 208 and a half, I see even a 208 right now. Like, this thing is falling a ton is here okay. with no Doncic. And, yeah, so I would wait, Pritch, shop around. I think you can find an over 208. And, again, remember that game, uh, the, the game two, it was like a 203 all the way up to 205 and a half. So that was a really low number that got hit to the over. And I'm questioning with the Mavs, like, you know, Brunson has been fantastic here. Dinwiddie has his moments. Mm-hmm. But think about, you know, maybe being, like, uh, happy that you're 1-1 with no Doncic. Now you're going to go to Utah. Utah has a really great home court advantage here with the fans and how loud that building gets. I just think the Mavs, maybe in a spot where maybe they're happy they're 1-1, I could see maybe the Jazz rolling in this one a little bit, kind of like when it was the uh, the Grizzlies there, game two against Minnesota, where the Grizzlies rolled in that spot. Maybe, uh, again, this is a tough spot for me to grab the dog. And just in general, Pritch, you got to be a perfect dog for me to bet you. There's just such a chalk trend right now to these favorites in the postseason. It really is a chalk trend. You're right about that. Uh, just looking at that number again, minus seven and a half there for the Jazz. Okay, uh, let's get to the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves here. I almost said T-Wolves. Timberwolves. Uh, let's do that here with Minnesota and Memphis. Uh, because, look, we got two young teams, and coaches are calling them out. Whether it, whether it was the uncontested threes from Utah, uh, you're going to get called out by your coach for sure. You can watch that on tape. Okay, Minnesota quit against Memphis. Uh, but Memphis with that balanced attack, I mean, that's going to be difficult for Minnesota anyway, but they need more production. Uh, they're catching two points at home, Josh. 237.5 uh, is the total. So I told you a second ago, Pritch, I need a kind of a quote-unquote perfect dog for me to, to bet it. Mm-hmm. I think the T-Wolves are kind of a perfect dog tonight. Okay. Not that they're going to, you know, there's no such thing as a lock, no such thing as a guarantee, but they check off a lot of boxes for me. So just from a contrarian angle, Pritch, you have 82% of bets on the Grizzlies laying this number here. Like, doesn't it seem too good to be true? You're only laying two. You're on the road. You just come off a blowout win and a blowout cover. Seems like an easy run to the window and lay it with the Grizzlies there. It's such a short number. 
But despite getting 82% of bets and really super lopsided to the Grizzlies, the line really hasn't moved at all. It mm. opened Grizzlies minus two. It stayed minus two. Now, I think if you wait it out, you may be able to get before game time. It's a 7.30 p.m. Eastern time game. You may find a hook on the two and a half. If you can find that hook, give me T-Wolves plus two and a half. You've seen pretty much a line freeze here. Super heavy betting Grizzlies, but the line hasn't moved at all. Tells me that despite you know all these you know, influx of five, $10 average Joe bets, they can take them all all day, but the but the odds makers are unwilling to tick this thing up for fear of giving out a better number here to the T Wolves. Uh, Beverly at home, you have that kind of home cooking angle here. I think you're gonna good gonna get a good bounce back spot from the T Wolves. So uh, I shopped around. I did find a plus two and a half. That's what I'll be sweating tonight, Pritch, with the T Wolves. But also keep an eye out for this under. It opened at a really high two thirty eight. It's down to 237 and a half. And what we've seen so far in the playoffs, a lot of unders have come through. Unders were 3 and 0 yesterday. They're now 16 and 7 to the under in the postseason, 70%. If you're 225 or higher, mm -hmm. the under is 8 and 2, and if a total falls at least a half point, the under is 10 and 4. So, a lot of matches here to the under, and the fact that it was uh 238 down to 237 and a half tells me there's a little bit of money there on the under. So I'm walking that tightrope, Pritch. I got two and a half with the, okay. the T-Wolves, and I got the under 237 and well, a half. You got the good price there, two and a half, because we're showing it on the board right now at two. Um, Grizzlies, so much balance offensively. All those players in, in double figures, I think seven of them. Uh, and, you know, they can throw bodies, uh, certainly at the Timberwolves. Uh, more, multiple guys have to step up for the Timberwolves at home. You mentioned Beverly already. Uh, but are, can they rely on that energy? Like, can Cat... I guess not get frustrated out there and play better. Certainly, D'Angelo Russell can he score like he did against the Grizzlies uh, all year long? Uh, and then Anthony Edwards uh, getting back to that superstar status a little bit offensively. Yeah, and again, we saw you know kind of with Cat not having a great game in the playoff game, uh, the play-in game, and then you know winning that one if you're Minnesota and acting like you won you know the Super Bowl and going nuts with that right. one, which is kind of funny. But I think you're right. You know, Cat's got to get. Uh, you know, in the paint and really, you know, be productive there down low. And then that's going to open up a lot of these shots for mm -hmm. these, you know, Russell and, and obviously Anthony Edwards. So uh, that's something that I'm looking at, Pritch. And then also on the series price, yeah. you know, you have right now Grizzlies minus 225 to win this series. Timberwolves plus 190. You know, if the T-Wolves can maybe sneak this thing out, I think there could be value on the plus 190 with Minnesota to win this series. Okay, Golden State laying two points now, Josh, uh, here against Denver. Uh, Denver 223 uh, is a total. Uh, what do you make of this game? So I'm probably going to regret this when the Warriors are up, you know, 25 points in the third <laughs> right. quarter. But, uh, Pritch, I got to go Nuggets. This is the most lopsided playoff game that I have seen in a while here. At BetMGM, 90% of bets are on the Warriors laying this number. How do you blame the public? Warriors have won and covered both games. They've looked great. But when a line looks fishy, Pritch, take a second, you know, step back and say what is going on here. Uh, it looks like it's disgusting. The Nuggets, you know, how can this line be so short? But 90% of bets on the Warriors, this is as big of a contrarian play as you're ever going to get. It's also a 10 o'clock game. So the fact that it's a late game, you're going to have the most heavy uh, ticket count of any spot here. So just from a contrarian angle, the Nuggets got me when you told me they're only getting 10% of bets. But also a fishy number. Why is it so low, only opening at two? And why is it pretty much staying at two? I think if you shop around, wait to find a two and a half. I took the two and a half with Denver. Okay. And also uh, look at this as a you know first quarter, first half. Uh, spot here right. that those teams down 0-2 coming back. You did see the Raptors uh, cash that, even though they didn't cash the full game. And you have some under money here, Pritch, 225 down to 223 and a half. Okay, not worried about altitude at all, but okay, why the tight spread? I mean, the Warriors have doing whatever they want to offensively against Denver. Denver is entirely frustrated too. Uh, why the tight spread here? 
it makes no sense, Pritch, right? And I think as betters, you got to just say, hey, it may not make, make any sense to me. Mm -hmm. It may look like the easiest bet in the world to lay with the Warriors. But when you bet, bet when you when you do betting long enough on a day-to-day -day basis, you learn to embrace these fishy plays. I don't think you're going to find a fishier spot than the Nuggets tonight. Give me the Nugs plus two and a half. All right. I got burned by the Nuggets in the first half uh, on that, what, 24 and eight runs. Something incredible by the Warriors. So uh, still a decision point for me on that game. Come up next, uh, we get to best bets. From Josh Applebaum. That's next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. New customers can discover BetMGM, the king of sports books. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three pointer, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you place your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. Uh, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the program. Is betting across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. Josh, I... I, I, got, I can't get off this Warriors Nuggets situation. Again, market report one more time. How lopsided is this? I mean, the Warriors are minus two. Uh, 223 is the total. And just reading and talking to people out in Denver, no confidence in Malone to make adjustments. Can the Nuggets even make adjustments to that lineup uh, from the Warriors? And, and the Warriors have just been playing Completely healthy. This is a team that could win the whole thing. And yet they're only laying two here in game three against the Nuggets. Yeah, so I think, you know, sometimes, Pritch, there's a number that just kind of flashes at you. It makes no sense. And you kind of say to yourself, like, you know, how do I not take the Warriors tonight? And <laughs> you asked about the number. It's 90% of okay. bets here on the Warriors, which, again, you know, to me, a lopsided bet is anything like 65% or more if it's mm-hmm. two-thirds on one side, one-third on the other. But again, how do you not blame anyone or blame anyone, you know, betting Golden State here? They're seven point favorite in their last game. They win by 20, six and a half point favorite in game one. They win by what, 16, 17 in that game. So I think the number is so low. And really, you're seeing, uh, and you, you're dialed into Denver, Pritch, like people have no confidence in it. I think there's just a situation where you embrace kind of a fishy line that doesn't make sense. Now, if the Warriors win in cover, you know, it'll be like, you'll see on Twitter, the odds makers are so dumb. How did they set such a, a low number <laughs> right. here? But they're not. And again, I I think we're going to be based on the result. It's Mm going to kind of lead you to maybe bet this similar situation a certain way moving forward. Like, you know, if the Warriors win this, then every time you'll see a 90 percent, you'll be like, I don't care. Warriors covered for me. I just think I think in this spot, the fact that it's so lopsided and the line really hasn't moved off the two. I love this this play here for the Nuggets here, only getting 10 percent. So it may not make sense to me. I can't tell you why the spread is so low. But there's a misconception. I think a lot of people are are always under the impression that oddsmakers want 50-50 action. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, they do. That way, they can just take the juice on both sides and guarantee themselves a winning outcome. But oddsmakers will take a position if they feel like they're on kind of the sharp side. So this is a game to me where it feels like oddsmakers have taken a position on the Nuggets. Now, will the Nuggets come through and cover or win? We'll have to find out tonight. But I think the fact the line is so low and everybody is betting Golden State, yet we're not seeing them up to three or up to four or it didn't open at you know, minus four, minus right. five tells you that they're more concerned about the nuggets in this spot. I want to be on the side. That's the really fishy number. That's why I like the nuggets, even though at first glance, it's like 
How can you like the Nuggets, Fritz? But I do tonight. <laughs> no, it's a great explanation. I mean, you're on the side of the books. You're, you're rooting for the Nuggets. Like, the books are probably going to be rooting for the Nuggets. I mean, I think that's the best way of looking at it from a contrarian standpoint when you see it so lopsided uh, that way with that tight spread. Okay, uh, baseball, you got the Guardians beating the White Sox 6-3. to Detroit over the Yankees right now, 3-0. The Giants are losing to the Mets, 6-2. Um, you got the Red Sox losing to the Blue Jays, 3-0. Uh, twins on top of the Royals as well. So many day games. Uh, any action for you? I don't want you to call out the game specifically if you don't want to, uh, but what did you have going right now? Well, I got some good news from Ben Wilson, our producer. The Mets game went final, so you okay. can't jinx a bet that's already okay. cashed here. See, so luckily, I was buying time. I was buying time. Exactly. I appreciate it, Fritz. <laughs> You're always looking out for me. That's why I love you. But uh, I did take a shot on the Mets here. You know, the, my reasoning was non-division home favorite. You got a big line move to the Mets. Pay attention to these, like, early day games where, you know, a lot of people are at work or a lot of people are busy doing errands and, and running around, but yet you see really big steam late right before, like, a 1 o'clock uh, first pitch. Like, for example, the Mets open in this spot around minus 118. They stayed around minus 120 much of the day. Then that last hour, they got steamed up all the way to around minus 135, even minus 140 at some shops. So that late movement was very indicative to me, Pritch. Uh, so we're able to catch the Mets play in this one. Mm -hmm. And the three games that have gone, fi uh, gone final, or at least a couple of them here, both unders have hit. A lot of unders are doing very, very well right now, Pritch. Again, at some point, we're going to get some hot weather. Right. You know, you're going to have a lot of humidity. You're going to have the ball traveling on, you know, a nice summer day in July. I think overs will storm back at some point. But right now, the going is really good right now for these unders, Pritch. A couple more just cashed. Unders are now on the season 105 and 68, 61%. And if you're eight and a half or higher, the under is 64%. So keep an eye on these unders. Don't be afraid. If you see some juice to the under, maybe the wind's blowing in. To, to sweat some of these unders right now because it is a great time to be, bet, to be betting unders in Major League Baseball. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, become a subscriber to VSIN and, and certainly you'll get the information from Adam Burke too about baseballs and, and what he's seeing from uh, hit velocity. I mean, so many Sabre metrics are out there that Adam Burke tracks and, and will provide that information. All you got to do is become a, a subscriber uh, and there's that information right there in front of you. Uh, to help you with a betting decision right there. So, Josh, uh, I need a market report on the Mariners – uh, and the Rangers. Rangers off to a horrible start. Uh, even though there was optimism and hype for them this year, uh, significant players acquired. Uh, but the Mariners, again, we I think we talked about this in our baseball preview, how surprising they could be again this year. Seattle used to be a Mariners town prior uh, to the Seahawks uh, emerging that way. But uh, they're minus 126 at home. Eight is the total. Yeah, so how do you not bet against Texas? They're two and nine. You know, they're kind of in that Cincinnati Reds type category, Pritch. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to me, I have my, you know, my own beliefs and thoughts. But if the market doesn't back me up, then it has to be a layoff for right. me. Like, I know the Mariners are a really lopsided play tonight. They're getting like 80% of bets. By the way, shout out to Bill D and the whole crew at VEASAN. If you're looking for those low bets, higher dollar stats and uh, betting splits, just found out today that we're now updating those, I think, like every half hour. So you're going to get those the, those refreshed data and information throughout the day at vcin.com. So keep an eye out for that. It's a big resource for a lot of bettors. But Seattle feels like they're the way better team. They're at home. You know, you're playing a 2-9 and nine Texas team. But like I said, Pritch, I can't take Seattle tonight. This is a layoff for me because okay. Seattle actually opened like minus 145. Mm -hmm. They're down to minus 125. It's dropped 20 cents toward Texas here. Texas would be a divisional dog with a line move in their favor. Now, do I want to bet Texas? No, but it also is going to keep me off betting Seattle because the line dipped here. Yeah. But again, if you're dying for action on this game, number one, don't bet just because you want action. Bet because you feel like you have an edge. But I would lean a little bit to this under. It opened at eight. 
It's juiced up under eight, minus one fifteen. Mm-hmm. Like it may get down to seven and a half. And we've seen these unders do very, very well. I'd lean under in this game. Okay, I did see that juice right there, under minus one fifteen of the total of eight. Uh, okay, the Market Insights podcast again. You go over so much on your podcast, and uh, I think the NFL draft because we're within a week. Josh, uh, are you noticing any more bets on the board that attracts you? So I am. What really got me excited today, Pritch, and I've been waiting for this in my inbox, uh, just saying, uh, you know, give me these bet MGM low bets, higher dollars, bet splits. But we finally got about 30 guys with their over-under position and their uh, and their percentage of bets in dollars. So I'll give you a couple examples that caught my eye. Jordan Davis, uh, guy tested incredibly here. He was, what is he, 6'6"? He's over 300 pounds, but yeah. he's extremely athletic here. Monster. Uh, I would look, <laughs> he's a total monster, Pritch, but I would look to his over 14 and a half. He actually opened at BetMGM. 13 and a half draft position. He's been bet up to now 14 and a half. The over is getting 67% of, of, of bets, but it's getting almost 90% of money. So there's a lot of bets and dollars to this over with Jordan Davis. I'd look at him maybe 15 or higher. Okay. He caught my eye. Uh, also, Traylon Burks, uh, Pritch, a, a wide receiver who, who I think you're pretty interested in uh, from Arkansas here. I'd also look to Traylon Burks to his under. He's 50 50 right now, is 23 and a half. But the under is getting 50% of bets, but almost 95% of money. That wow. tells me the bigger wagers are on Traylon Burks to be, you know, 23 or or better here. And that run on and the other one that happens, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, Pritch, we're, we all we care is they're in the first round. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you're looking for this spot, maybe he goes a little bit earlier than you think. The other one that really caught my eye, a guy who's, you know, been really flashy here is Jermaine Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jermaine Johnson is at nine and a half here. And I'd be looking to his under. I think he's right now. Uh, getting 58% of bets, but 85% of money to the under nine and a half. So I look at him as maybe being a top 10 pick, but this is the model that you can use. You know, we use it for Marcus Smart. Hopefully the Joker will come through with this model. But if you're, you're grinding every day, you have your own way of betting your daily sweats. But if you're looking at these futures, pay attention to low bets, higher dollars, and a line move toward a, a player or a team. The beauty of this is you can kind of apply it to different sports and different markets. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we love about the market insights that you provide because you can apply it in so many different ways. And I'm just curious on when that quarterback run is. Again, the smoke screens are all over the place. Detroit could go quarterback <laughs> at number two. I mean. I think so. And, Pritch, I'll just throw this at you, but what's your take on Corral? I know we're up against it. we yeah. only got a minute left, but there was a great guest from Mitch and Pauly earlier today. Uh, I forgot what, what his name was, but he was really liking Corral to be a first-round pick. I look at Corral. I think he's plus money to go in the first round. Yeah, 16-1 um, to 1 for the first quarterback selected, uh, not going that high for Corral. I, I think out of all these players from a mental standpoint, um, and, and I, I caught what you were talking about, too, because of uh, uh, Kiffin. And how Kiffin is connected, connected. Uh, right? Yep. And so you know he's he's been coaching this guy, and and maybe he's been giving some information to the league. He could be a surprise pick. I, I you know he's injured. He's a small guy. He's a small frame guy, uh, and you know he's not particular a pocket passer either, even though he's accurate. So uh, there's there's a lot of work to be done uh, for Corral though. Looking forward to it, Prince. Yeah. I'm excited, and get ready for a big Friday tomorrow. I can't yeah. wait. Uh, yeah, team later on in the draft could select him knowing that they can develop him. Okay, stay tuned for The Edge. That's next.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.